Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, this is your host, Bethany Moore, from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice from the National Cannabis Industry Association. In these episodes, NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice sent our microphones to interview speakers, exhibitors, and attendees at NCIA's fifth annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. Stay tuned to hear more from industry leaders and experts. This is Brasco with CannabisRadio.com with the 2018 NCIA Cannabis Business Summit. I'm right now sitting in the Expo Hall, and I'm joined by Michaela McLaughlin, who is Director of Business Development for Springbank, which is a Florida-based company not too far from our studios. Michaela, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Michaela, let me start with asking you, there are a lot of CRM companies out here that are here to work with the, C- the cannabis space. But before we got on the air talking about this, you talk about how Springbank offers a more cannabis business-centric CRM. Explain that. Yeah, so what we've done is we've revolutionized the way that dispensaries use loyalty. Uh, We've created a system that gives them a points per dollar loyalty program uh, or a points per visit program if they choose. Uh, But we've, you know... before Spring Big came into the space, cannabis retailers were stuck with a tablet-based check-in, uh, which just gave everybody the same amount of points for walking in the door, regardless of whether or not uh, they spent $5 on a lighter or $500. Uh, so it's been really interesting to watch the, this evolution of uh, dispensaries seeing much higher ROIs uh, because they're appropriately rewarding customers. If I buy a pre-roll, I shouldn't get the same amount of points to somebody that buys an ounce. Uh, So that's really what we've done, and it's created a very measurable and profitable platform uh, for cannabis retailers and dispensaries across the country. So talk to me about the intricacies that your CRM offers and the ranges of issues. Why why it's so important to create something that is very, for any cannabis dispensary or any cannabis business, why it's important to have a structured and a very... uh, personalized CRM service? Absolutely, and that's a great question. And what we really see with cannabis is cannabis retailers can't market the way a normal new business that opens up in a city markets. Uh, So it's a lot less focused on bringing new customers in and really focusing on attending to the people that already come in, keeping them happy, keeping them coming back, uh, rewarding them appropriately, not just based on walking in the door and really based on how much they spend. Um, And we've done a really, really great job with the way that we've formulated our platform for texting. Uh, We have a proprietary technology called a long code cannon, which enables us to send text messages with a 98% deliverability, which is industry leading for any cannabis uh, 
communication platform. So it's it's funny. We'll have retailers come on board with us, uh, you know, from a, from another provider, and they'll say we have so many more customers coming in now, and we're real, realizing that forty percent of their customers were never receiving their daily deals or their coupons and their offers. Uh, so it's it's really truly best in class with the proprietary technology that we have. So there can be a lot of questions we can go through talking about CRMs, but obviously we want people to just come to you so they can ask the questions that they need to know to get a little more because it's just, just a morsel of what people need to know about this because of the idea of having a centric CEM service that's going to work for them. Without going to the nuts and bolts of what everything that you can do, how can people reach out to you? People can reach out to us at uh, our website, Spring Big, Spring Like the Season, Big Like the Size.com. So, again, that's springbig.com. We've got a contact form, our phone number, super easy to reach out, and some awesome uh, additional information that you can take a look at there as well. Mikhail McLaughlin, Director of Business Development for Spring Big, thanks for being with us here on Cannabis Radio. Thanks again for having me. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Friday night, August 25th, CannabisRadio.com and the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo invite you aboard the hottest party of the summer. Burn like a baller and party like a player at High Tide. An exclusive VIP experience aboard a luxurious $40 million mega yacht sailing along the intercoastal and all points in between. High Tide is destined to be the can't-miss nighttime networking event for anyone active in the cannabis space. Don't miss the boat. Tickets are going fast. RSVP now at usccexpo.com and search for Mega Yacht Party. That's usccexpo.com and search for Mega Yacht Party. High Tide is presented by the Cannabis Business Awards, honoring cannabis professionals deserving of historical recognition and esteemed accolades for industry progression and innovation. Learn more at CannabisBusinessAwards.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. The 2018 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is just days away. August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Don't miss out on a jam-packed weekend of education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, plus our can't-miss networking mega-yacht event, High Tide. You still have time to join us in Miami August 24th through the 26th for the 2018 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Don't miss out. Log on to usccexpo.com and register now. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back to hear more from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. This is Brasco with CannabisRadio.com here at the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit 2018. 
And joining me right now, I'm joined by Stephanie Moriarty with Abe Insurance. Stephanie, welcome. Thank you for having me. We juggle a lot of things when we do these kind of shows. When it comes to, when I'm also the one producing and hosting, it's always a little bit of a, 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 a it's, it's a juggling act for sure. So this week during the summit, you were part of the National Cannabis Bar Association's presentation, a panel on continuing legal education for lawyers. Had a lot of questions that come across when it came to compliance, regulatory standards. Uh, you obviously have to deal with not just California, but uh, many different states. Um, give me a little bit of some highlights of what you had uh, that you might have spoken about with personally on, on the show and what you were really stood out among the uh, as major talking points. The, the big piece for us was the fact that there are a number of different carriers that are in the space and a lot of brokers get really excited when they hear cannabis and they all of a sudden want to start writing insurance. But if they're not prepared to read the exclusion forms and know everything that is in these policies, which are not boilerplate by any stretch of the imagination, they are tailored to each individual client based on their business operations. And the biggest piece is having a knowledgeable insurance broker to sift through the exclusion forms to find out what you're actually covered for and make sure you don't have any gaps in coverage. That was our main focus yesterday. Now, I'll kind of put this out there. We did start this interview before and we did a, had to do a second take, long story short. But one of the things we took away that I wanted to go and bring up here was um, the research and the studying and the keeping up on all the changing regulations, even in somewhere like, say, Orange County, where you have an advisory board, you have so many different changes with licensing now, and being able to be compliant. And you mentioned how much the regional arm of the NCIA with the CECIA, how much it helps uh, to take care of some of those things so you can be more focused on what you need to work on. Yes, I definitely, I'm proud to be a member of NCIA and CCIA, and specifically in California with the regs changing at, at the drop of a dime, it seems like uh, something new comes out every different week. CCIA does a very good job of staying on top of those regs. They're in Sacramento every week lobbying on behalf of cannabis. They're in the process of sending in their notes and public comment during this 45-day period for uh, the permanent regulations that are coming into effect. So they're they're doing a great job advocating for the cannabis, insur uh, cannabis insurance, um, the entire business of cannabis, and they're very good about communicating each specific law in their cliff notes that they send out all the time. Now you do handle a lot of different areas with Ava Insurance. Um, is there anything, is there, one, is there one area or topic that you handle more than others that is, I guess, becomes more the bulk of what you deal with? We work specifically with, or I see a lot of retail dispensaries, and I get questions on a daily basis about delivery. And most people that are trying to break into the delivery side realize that there's a crazy amount of sticker shock when they see what these premiums cost. They're expensive. And it's very similar to, you know, you have someone that has really low liability limits on their car. You don't own their vehicle and the insurance that you're procuring for a non-owned auto could cost you $3,500 a vehicle and people don't realize how expensive it is for a policy where 
if one of your drivers is delivering something and they're impaired and they kill someone, the liability falls back on you. Now, one of the things that you, uh, at the session, there was, some of them did bring up a, a pretty tangible question that might have taken people a little bit uh, off guard. Tell me about what was happening uh, during the session that you had of somebody that was bringing up a situation and it was well, not the easiest question to answer. I was a gentleman that had clients in Calaveras County that a couple years ago had spent a significant amount in tenant improvements, built established businesses, and when new regulations came out, based on that municipality, these businesses were not, they had to shut their doors. Mm -hmm. And they had spent all this money with infrastructure, what have you, and now they're sitting on essentially a million and change in a business that they had to shutter. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. And And they have no recourse. So even from an insurance standpoint, there's not enough building ordinance coverage to cover a loss like that. And there's really... All of us were discussing that there really is no way to trigger coverage for something like that to sufficiently cover the loss. Uh, talk to me about the ongoing issues of liability and the kind of like the tripwires that might get set off by what happens and you know what kind of trouble people get in that people need to be aware of. There's all sorts of nuances to general liability, which comes from a slip and fall. If some, you know, if you have a bud tender that's high on the job, and then you fire them because they're high on the job, are they going to file a claim against you for a, you know, wrongful termination? There's there's all sorts of liability that is present in any other business, but even more so in cannabis due to the nature of what's being sold or operated and for example you have a cultivator and they have crop well you want to make sure that the crop is covered inside but you need a specific package to cover that it's not just covered on your general liability policy you need endorsements and specific lines of coverage like product liability to cover that. So whereas a normal business operation on a business owner policy would cover any of your business personal property in your space owned by the business, with cannabis, everything has to either be scheduled or be on a specific product liability policy. And that's really confusing for the general public. Absolutely would be. And also what would confuse me is, if I'm right, you do also workers' comp? Yeah, we do write work comp. How on earth are you able to go ahead and work workers' comp into what you do, given any kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying excuses, but the kind of uh, issues you have to work around with that because, just like you said, any bud tenders that are, anybody that might be inebriated or under the influence because of, you know, part of the work that they do. And, you know, what kind of injuries do they accrue that, you know, that could be treated with what they are selling? Yeah, there work work comp is delicate in yeah. in normal circumstances, and when you throw in cannabis, you know, you have you have cultivators that are there, and 
getting high on the job yeah. unless they're wearing proper gloves. There's there's all sorts of safety measures that have to go into place and safety manuals and standard operating procedures. Otherwise, your your rate is going to be significantly more expensive than it should be if you're not running your business like a business. If you just are willy-nilly with how you operate and you don't have someone supervising or you don't have specific standard operating procedures, your premium is going to be very expensive. And even still, it's more expensive than most other classes, just given the nature of the business. All right, final question for Stephanie Moriarty. Uh, are there any changes in the horizon that you see that could be made or, or could be made that would help bring premiums down and make affordability something that could actually be a reality for customers that might want to work with you? So there are some good things in the pipeline. Right now there's a small set of carriers. We keep saying that when you bring in more carriers and the barrier to entry, the minute you have more carriers present, it creates competition, which for businesses is going to be a very good thing. And I'm, I'm crossing my fingers in the next two months that there are going to be a few more carriers down the pipeline. Stephanie Moriarty with Abe Insurance. Thank you so much for being with us here on Cannabis Radio. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Join us in Anaheim, California this October 22nd and 23rd at NCIA and CCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference. With 60,000 square feet of expo floor, over 3,000 cannabis business leaders, and over 100 thought leaders and policymakers, the California Cannabis Business Conference is the place to learn how to navigate the world's largest adult use market. Register today at www.CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical and recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit 8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including health care, law, politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. For more information, go to usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. 
Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back to hear more from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. And a hearty hello, everyone. This is Brasco with CannabisRadio.com on location from the 2018 NCIA Cannabis Business Summit in San Jose, California. I'm joined by Tim Morris, who's going to talk to us about fire protection. And not to be confused with my Fire Marshal Bob or anything like that, Fire Marshal Bill, right? Tim Morris is the account manager, senior account manager for Battalion One Fire Protection. Tim, thanks for being us here on Cannabis Radio. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So fire protection, you know what? I'm surprised this has not been talked about more because of all the dispensaries. And, I mean, if there is a chance with well, with all any indoor lighting that you have or any indoor grows, the potential of a fire hazard. So, you know, is that something that's very common? What made you decide to go ahead and come into the set, into the space and say this is, a, this is something that needs to be addressed? Well, that's a really, really good question, Brad. Um, uh, as you might know, two days ago, there was a fire just, just around the Monterey area that had to do with a grow, a grow facility. Um, to be quite honest with you, uh, my boss said, hey, there's an industry, there's money there, go get it. And it makes sense. For me personally, I'm really super excited because I actually have always been a big giant uh, proponent of ca- cannabis and user. Um, end of the day, everybody needs fire protection. Every building, every facility needs some form of fire life safety and it's quite fascinating. In, in fact, it's a fascinating industry, but um, the way that it applies specifically to the cannabis industry is just a whole nother wrinkle. So if you were to work with a, with a dispensary or, and you know, work with anybody that's working with plants, in this case, uh, I mean, what kind of, measure, what kind of uh, measures do you do to help protect a grow space? Well, good question. So our focus is always going to be first and foremost about fire life safety, meaning the lives of workers in that facility. Um, Secondly, about the building itself. Well, actually, I should say I should put that another way. Secondly, about the first responders, because we also have to consider ourselves, uh, consider the safety of the firemen that come to respond. Um, And thirdly, about the building and the assets involved. So that's where it gets very interesting and unique. I want to talk about the assets because of the structures of all the growth spaces in the first place. When you see every set with plants, then the lighting, you know, normally you would have some kind of uh, irrigation system that would go ahead and execute if there was a fire alarm that went triggered, but that would not help to protect in this space. You would actually be hitting electrical equipment, which could cause further damage. True enough, true enough. And that's why sometimes you have to get a little bit specific about an application. And there are some new technologies out there that lend to that, pre-action systems and things like that, where, in fact, in a, in a typical scenario, when we're talking about an office space or warehouse, sprinklers are in vogue, they're pretty standard. Um, but anymore, in the cannabis world, when you're talking about extraction, when you're talking about, you know, plants that are worth a whole lot of money, we don't necessarily want to drown them. At the same time, a sprinkler, unlike most what, what most people expect, a sprinkler system 
only one of those sprinklers activates at a time. So it's not such a bad idea to drown a few plants in the process of protecting the rest of your facility. Now, what about the fact that you have extinguishers with a lot of chemicals in it? Is there something that you could offer where if there is a need of a quick extinguish, is there something that's very organic, very natural that will not harm the flower or the plant? Well, well you're a good interviewer. That, that's a really good intuitive question. Um, in fact, not very long ago, they started to outlaw chemicals of various types, halon and things like that, because they can't be consumed by, by human lungs. Um, hey, plants breathe CO, right? Or, or carbon dioxide, right? So technically speaking, carbon dioxide could actually be a great solution. But in fact, it, in the works for quite a while have been green, quote unquote, or eco-friendly chemicals that will um, that you and I could breathe and walk out alive and they could actually be perfectly safe for the plants. That said, there are other chemicals that would pretty much destroy your product because they're even though they wouldn't destroy the room or they wouldn't necessarily be harmful to us, they'd put this ugly dust all over them or something like that. So there's various methods and you have to be application specific at the end of the day. So for anybody that has a dispensary and they're thinking about the fact that, well, why do I need to worry about so much about fire protection if I just have a smoke alarm, smoke detector, an extinguisher on site, and just do that, and if I get passed through fire inspection, what else does it matter? What codes, ordinances, what things do you talk about above and beyond that they should be concerned about? Um, well, to be quite honest with you, our, our industry and my company uh, especially, I would say, is really about, let, let's face it, we're a paranoia-based industry. Um, there's a, a very, very slight chance that your building catches fire. Um, so we all have to be vigilant and paranoid at the same time, but I'm not about to try to spread that fear, right? I'm not trying to say that, ooh, it could happen any minute, because typically it does not. So we have to be looking out for the worst case scenario. That said, we're always going to be looking to provide what the minimum is that code requires. Whether it's about your particular city, your particular county, quote unquote, AHJ, authority having jurisdiction, or whether it's what the code book tells us, we're not gonna to wanna to go above and beyond that until you start saying there's a reasoning behind that. What might your reasoning be? Well, in the case of, let's say you have an extraction business and you have some super expensive beautiful I've seen some equipment at this show that's just unbelievable it's amazing um, and you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this equipment sticking it in a sprinkle a sprinkled building where that's the only fire protection available isn't necessarily the best way to go about things because once those sprinklers start activating and you're not there could be you'll come into a flooded a flooded space with some damaged equipment and that's and that the price tag to and the the amount the the amount of business downtime after the fact is really kind of imposing at that point so there's going to be times when we'll suggest or even recommend going above and beyond code but for the most part you you move into that building and and the local fire inspector says you're up you're good to go start doing business I'm not going to raise the red flag, that's for sure. I want you to be doing your business. All right, last question for Tim Moore with Battalion One. 
fire protection. What I want to ask is when it comes to outdoor grows, and especially, say, in California or, you know, the Pacific Northwest, in the areas where drought conditions might happen, I mean, is there anything that you do where when those kind of conditions are in play and you're concerned about the safety of those around those grow sites and the growers themselves, is there anything that you do necessarily to help in that respect when that comes to be an emergency situation? That is a really, really good question and a really big, big topic. It does happen. I mean, unfortunately, it's common. Not right now, but it does become common year to year. I see that. It's unfortunately, whether it's global warming, whether you believe that or not, you can look in the paper every single day across the world. It was in Greece just the other day when when, um, vegetation is going up. Um, I'd put to you that it's probably not the the plants that we like that are going up in flames but it's the vegetation surrounding them weed abatement is big and important um you know being in a field with uh, a, a lot of green plants and a whole lot of brown surrounding them you can do the math and yeah, the common sense is pretty obvious but quite honestly if you're in certain areas like north county california last year Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of fire protection that can possibly be provided. So it's really scout out the area, know where you're growing, um, do your best in the surrounding areas. Hey, you know, there's a lot of common sense stuff. You could dig a 20 a foot pit between here and the nearest pine tree, and that would create a, a, a fire barrier. But I'm not one to be able to, I'm not a wildlife or, or, or forest fire expert. But those are, those are really good questions to have and, and ask yourself. So we've brought this awareness about on this interview. So this should compel you to say, okay, Tim, how do we reach you? How can we learn more? Our website is battalion1fire.com. And you need to learn to spell battalion first. It's got two T's. One is spelled out, it's not just the number, and fire. So it's pretty basic. You can Google us, Battalion One Fire. We've got experts in all realms of fire protection from the suppression and extinguisher side, sprinkler, alarm side, etc. So we will be glad to consult folks with uh, what they have going on. If they are in Northern California, we will uh, most definitely be willing to provide the services that you need. Well, Tim Morris, Battalion One Fire Protection, thank you so much for joining us here at the Cannabis Business Summit. Give me some great information. Thank you for being on Cannabis Radio. Thanks for tuning in to these special episodes from the conference floor. You can join us in Anaheim this October 22nd through 23rd at the California Cannabis Business Conference. Learn more at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. And thanks for tuning in. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.